listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. I'm Ari. I had a chance to ask him down in New Orleans. These are the things I look at when I'm writing a set. I think about the songs that I'm enjoying playing. I'm not as obsessed by making sure that it's, you know, it can't be, we can't repeat anything or... You know, I don't, I don't want to play too many of this. I don't want to play this song too many. I mean, it, it, there's a bit of that. I don't want to play the same song every night. But if I'm enjoying playing a song, there's a, a part of me that's like, I don't, I don't, I don't care if people can complain, because our audiences they like to have a change set. I think, but I don't care if I'm really enjoying something. Then I'm like, hey, this is my show, and I'm gonna play it. And not everybody is a critic, and those of you who are critics can get all your panties in a wad or your your balls in a knot about about uh, whatever, <laughs> but I don't really care. So it should, people should know. That's right. Go that complain I don't, about it. On yeah, the you can go Let's on go the internet. Go complain about it on the like, internet. Well, it used to be like, used to be like, I'm 52 and you can kiss my ass. Well, that took a turn. Don't worry, we got the conversation back on track very shortly. But I do think I think about what we played the night before. So I have the I have like the last eight or ten shows that we've played and i look i look to those shows not only to say what i won't play but i also look to the shows to say what's going well right now and then i look at a list of all of our songs and i and then i sort of create a and i look at this show this the songs we played the last time we were in that area man that quote uh hello everybody Welcome to episode 104 of the Ants Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I am joined by my good friend, Joe. Joe, how are you, sir? I'm not too bad. How about you? I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack open something while we while Yeah, let's we do that. Um, what you got there? Oh, that didn't have the, the, uh, the, the fresh. It did, but he probably didn't hear it. I have Trail Magic. It's a German-style Pilsner from Treehouse Brewing. Very nice. I am drinking... From Double Mountain Brewery, it was called Simcoe Agogo. It's a, a single hop IPA. So it just uses Simcoe hops. And down at my local bottle shop, got a growler filled and, and poured myself a pint. So there's no no crack, snapple, and pop, Yeah, unfortunately, for this. But I've got a gorgeous pint of beer here in front of Cheers. me. Yeah, I'm back off the wagon. Cheers, how, buddy. How are you? Um, good. It's, it's, it's pretty hot here uh, today. It's in the 90s, um, so everyone's freaking out, but... I'm sitting here in lovely central air. Wow, so Seattle I'm, in the I'm, 90s, man. They don't know. They okay, probably don't know what yeah. to do with that. They don't. They don't. But I tell you, I, I would be better if I didn't hear that. Just hear that clip from yep. Dave. And uh, I, we have to. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Whether you know, there are some people who say this is two sides of the spectrum, right? This is a massive overreaction. This this is Dave goofing around. This is Dave being Dave. Da da da. And then there are people like, you know, climbing up. You you know burning burning the buildings down and saying this is burning a, their entire D and D collection, right, yeah. right, and the fire dancer flag and everything else. <laughs> um, I think we know where you stand. Why? How, do you, how do you know where I stand? You didn't even. What do you mean? I don't have All right, well, Joe, tell me where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise me, baby. I mean, come on. You can't think. I mean, there's there is a level. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> there is a level. <laughs> there is a level of real there, um, but for for the majority, he's just being silly on uh, on the thing. And and I think that's what you get when he goes comes back, like reels it in the second time. Is you know, all right. I, let me be a little bit more serious here because people might overreact by me kind of saying that, but. There is realness there. He's going to play what he wants to play, and he don't give up about it. Um, and you don't find that, you don't think, I guess, and you didn't say this, but I, wouldn't you think that's a problem, Joe, that attitude? Do you, don't you think that's not healthy? I, I don't think he does it uh, like for every, every song in the set list. Like, some songs I think he picks to play because the fans want to hear them and not because he wants to play. Now there's other songs he's playing because he likes to play and he doesn't care what the fans think, but you know, you can't tell me that he doesn't care what the fans think. And he goes and plays Alpine or, or Saratoga. And all of a sudden somehow it's 
fan favorites get included. And you're just saying suddenly he that's his favorite song at that exact moment, ironically. I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't believe it. So I think he definitely cares to some degree what fans think. But he also, to another degree, doesn't want to hear any complaints because he's going to pick what he's going to pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what we, we heard direct – well, direct quotes from the – I I guess the 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 – my view, my point of view is shaped by my eyes, right? In my opinion and, and my approach to things. And just because I do something one way doesn't mean you do something one way or somebody else. It's not fair to hold you to the standard that I might have because you've got different points of view. That being said, it's still a natural reaction, right? You look at things through your eyes. So, you know, you kind of expect people to, when Dave says that, I take him at face value. What I'm trying to say is, I don't really have a lot of innuendo. When I say something, I'm a pretty direct guy, pretty straightforward. You, what you see is what you get. What I feel is what you're going to hear. And I think that, yeah, you're nodding. I think you know exactly what I mean. I, I, yeah. I know you're definitely that person, yes. So, so, so I look at Dave. I'm like, these are, these are direct quotes. These are words coming out of your mouth. Why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I take you at face value? Because he says he'll stick his nose in a baboon's butt and sniff it. I mean, he's, he's not really going to do that. to say he wasn't absolutely serious about that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great example. I don't know where that came from, but I just made it up. Um, I mean, I just feel like but he, but he goofs his, around a lot. His, yeah, he, he's a very sarcastic guy. He's playful. He's, uh, he's wholly unserious in so many interviews with the way he turns a voice on and everything. This was not that, Joe. This was this was my show. Like there were this, he was dripping with disdain, and so many of the things that he said there, I don't really care. Like, I know that voice, and that voice is at yeah. like he he let the veneer off, whether he meant to or not. Oops, and 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 then he goes, you know, not everyone's a critic, aka the I don't know what eighty percent of people who are screaming and loving it don't have enough standards to hold themselves to, to say, I just paid however much money. I don't care what it is. I had, I had somebody on, 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 uh, Twitter. Um, MFers should be glad DMB is still touring. You could play Mary had a little lamb and I wouldn't give a flying F can't stand the set list chasers. Every show, every show fills my soul. Even if it's not the song I want to hear. That is quite literally who, who insane. Said that? Yeah, give him credit. I can't give them credit. I'm not going to identify them. <laughs> Mary had that 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 is the problem. Not everyone's a critic. Yeah. Then you're a sheep. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, I bought this banana for fifty cents. It's all rotten. I don't want this one. It's it's a it's a product. It's art. Yes. But for you to say, I don't care what my customers think of my product. Go sit on it. Yeah. That is not good. And I think that's what the people are reacting to. Uh, the people who might be overreacting or just reacting negatively mm-hmm. to that. I, I mean, I, he didn't, he didn't go about it the best way. And the choice of words are really disappointing. If he, all he said was, I'm going to play what I like to play and what I'm feeling and what the band's feeling. Would we be mad about that? But the fact that he says, all your critics out there or all everybody else, you can, can go, kiss my ass. Yeah. That was, that was okay. That's a little unnecessary. Um, especially when some people, when they're being critical, take it too far. I think we always say, Hey, don't take it that far. You know, you can be critical without being, being rude. Right. I think that was being rude. And I think we can all be big boys and big girls and talk about what we like and don't like without having to tell people to kiss my ass. Right. And, and I, you know, I've gotten older, I've, uh, progressed in my career I have the disposable income, thank God, to see Dave Matthews Band concerts. I can go to the Gorge every year, thank God. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. And for his attitude like that, it's, it's like the same people are going to keep coming to the concerts with that attitude, with, with, with you not caring about the quality of your show. I, I just don't get it. And you tell me to kiss your ass, no, but I won't go to your shows either. And that doesn't help. Yeah, but that's true. But then at the same time, I'm like, well... Don't overreact. I mean, he's, he is being, being silly, right? I mean, let's let's not. You see, too crazy. I don't agree with you there. He's not being silly. I think he's being silly. I mean, like I said, why would he play fan favorites and all these other places? Well, that's a whole other thing. But I, but that's a whole other topic, right? Why is he? What does he recognize? Okay, so he recognizes Spack and Alpine as the venues. 
So if you're not going there, who cares? No, because he, I mean, he played the, the, the show in the, where was it, Iowa? That, uh, yeah, Des Moines. That had uh, a but bunch no, of stuff. Um, but, I mean, what you're saying is, though, he obviously knows what people want. And so he plays these special songs and special shows at times. So in the shows that he doesn't break that stuff out, what is he saying? If you're saying, oh, this is special, then he's saying, well, this one's not special. No, he's not, I'm not saying it's special. I'm, all I'm saying is that clearly shows that he he can he does play to what fans want to hear. He's not only saying screw you, I'm going to only play what I want to play. He's, he's right. just, he'll play what other other what he knows fans want to hear. Um, well, again, I think I think we know what uh, what side of the spectrum you're landing on. on this, which <laughs> I, which I, is it really that big really of a deal? Me. I mean, is that big of a surprise? I, think, I mean, yes, he's going to play what he wants to play. I don't know. I'm really curious. I'd love to know who he was really directing that to like where is he hearing critics where is that getting to him right. from right he's not on twitter he's not on social media yeah i mean like who how where what is how is he getting where is he even hearing any bad stuff so that's very i was like surprised and who's that directed at i really don't think it's directed at us just us as in the the community that i think of, of a little bit more hardcore fans ones that appreciate um the full catalog and and what this band does and that it's such a big piece of of of, of music that we listen to I, I don't think he's directing that at us but i'm not sure exactly who he's talking about when he's saying those right. critics right well i'm of the opinion that dave could have uh, could live stream if you had a cat and dave kidnapped it and was strangling it on live stream YouTube, I think you'd find a way to to be okay with that. To say, oh, he doesn't really mean it. He, <laughs> he, uh, well, he's allergic. He's allergic, so I can, who can blame him? No, I'm not. I mean, I get the – you're trying to be extreme, but let's not talk about – But you don't have a cat. Let's not talk about animals being harmed. But if you use another <laughs> example, I can see what you're trying to say. I mean, there's something – We've already seen you move the goalpost once, Joe. What? What's that? Nashville, Tennessee. We'll see you after the Nashville show. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we did. We did. I was surprised. Um, you know, and I told you my takeaways from that. I, I learned, yeah, I'm sorry. Things. I'm I'm piling on you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I It's not a surprise to me. I wish, you know, I, I don't really know who he's talking to. Um, he's not clear, but... I, can, I, can I put your headspace in a different area and, and, and ask it again? Let's say, for whatever reason... Maybe that reason doesn't matter. You were you were not actively seeing shows. Okay. Let's just say you took a year off fully. You took a year off. You took two years off. Okay. There you go. Close those eyes. I did. I am doing. But you had better lay back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, so now, so so you're not. There's no investment on your part, both time and money, really, outside of your love of music. There's really no commitment that you've that you're actively, acutely uh, a part of right now, Dave now says that do you do you dismiss him more and i guess that's what that's kind of my reaction personally is mm -hmm. i find it he's dismissive of me i know he's not talking to me obviously but i feel like i'm on the the receiving end of that message and it only makes me want to just bounce it right back his way the same attitude does do, are you more dismissive of him and the band the direction of the band the set list or whatever or are you similarly uh, apologetic for him, for lack of a better term? Good question. I mean, if I'm looking at it from like the eyes of I'm not a fan, um, and maybe considering being a fan, or I'm hearing this, and you know, I'm not not where we are. You know, I think part of the thing that DMB had before was not only did they have good music, but they also had this kind of cool thing where they were playing, you know, different shows and different varied mm -hmm. sets and stuff like that. And even comments. I, I know I think our fan base likes varied sets. If suddenly then I hear him say this, which is pretty much saying mm, I'm not going to really overfocus on varied set. I'm just going to play what I like. You'll lose that kind of mystique or that excitement of oh i want to check out this band they do this kind of unique thing where they they really vary their sets now you're just like oh it's either you know i just like the music and but i'm i'm not talking about really the variation him just saying that that's not what we're that's not what i'm talking about okay. i'm talking about it's my show i don't really care and i'm 52 y'all can kiss my ass that's what i that's what i'm focusing on we already know he wants to play what he wants to play that's abundantly clear in the set list from the past four, five, six years. Abundantly clear. No secret. So him saying that, that's not the news here. 
The news is the disdain and the attitude that goes with it and the middle finger to the people who might not like it, who put this band where they are. Uh, it's hard for me to get in the headspace. I know you want me to get in the headspace because I just think I know he's, being, he's, being, he's being silly. But, I mean, there's plenty of artists. I feel like there's somebody like, I don't know, you probably could think of a better example, but I don't know, like a Willie Nelson or someone who's like, I'm just doing my thing. This is me. I'm going to do it, and you can like it or not. Um, I think there's probably a lot that's, of artists. That's a far cry from what we heard here. That I'm with you, but that's not what Dave said. That That's my point is – is if you weren't currently packing for Camden right now as we're recording this podcast. <laughs> here's, I guess what I'm trying to say is my theory, Joe, and don't, I, I do not mean to offend you, and I, this is just a theory. I feel like your investment in the band, both time and dollars for you, and I've talked about this before with other people, makes, it, makes the bar so much higher where you have to justify, you can't justify that what you could be doing I, ha- I have to be able to say I'm not foolishly spending my money or my time. So anything that might make it look that way, and I'm not saying that, but I- I'm just talking about the concept of Dave's making you look like an a-hole because he's saying, let's say he said Joe M is a piece of garbage, and then Joe M goes and buys shows to ten t- tickets to 10 shows in a row. So obviously there's the extreme example of what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. in that you have to make excuses for him because otherwise – why the hell did you go to so many shows if he's crapping all over you? Yeah, oh, I mean that's why I'm trying to take you out of yeah going I, to shows right now. Yeah, I mean I feel like if I, I I mean if I if I'm going to a dentist that does really good work, um, but the dentist says he doesn't like me, I'm but I'm still going to the <laughs> dentist because he does good work. He's doing the best work. Do I really care what the heck he thinks about me? I'm getting I'm, I want the okay. best work. That's that's fair. Do you think we're getting the best work? I I think he just chipped your molar. <laughs> <laughs> My gums are bleeding. No, he uh, just gave your eye a root canal. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I'm. I guess maybe it's like the best work, but I'm happy with the work that's getting done, I, and I like it better mm-hmm. than other other work from other other dentists. Um, yep. So okay. I, I can do I, whatever. I don't really, you know, whatever he's, the dentist is saying about me behind my back. Um, I'm still I'm still enjoying the work. So if you only knew, <laughs> you know, I don't know why he, he always wants to gas me and put me out. I don't know why. Yeah. Why are you such a rabid anti-dentite? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think I think we can put a put a button on that. Um, there's there's I, a lot I'm, of talk about this on the forums too. So if you want to join the conversation, um, check out the yeah. forums. A lot of people talking about it. The other thing we uh, didn't properly do um, coming in, just because we jumped right into it. But um, credit to wh- where that interview's from. If you weren't aware, um, it's from yes. Sirius XM, uh, DMB Radio Channel with uh, Ari. Um, that is the source of that. There, the interview. We just took a clip of it, uh, so we you guys knew what we were talking about. Yeah, it's on channel 30 channel currently. 30, DMB Radio. Yep. Yep, yep. Okay, so moving on. Um, oof, okay. Another big piece of news, and we broke this um, originally. Joe, good work on your part. Um, there has been a settlement in the Boyd Tinsley um, court case. Yeah. It was set to run down. It's set to kick off this fall, right, in, um, in Superior King County Superior Court. Um, right down the road from me, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there has been a settlement. And like most settlements, especially when it comes to allegations of assault, uh, impropriety, you know, improper behavior, details are sealed. I, I, I personally don't think you'll see something come out, but um, we actually reached out to the law firm. Is that not correct, Joe? Yeah, we reached out to the to both parties, um, both sides of the party, to seek any kind of comment or if they were willing to comment on how they feel the settlement is related to their respective client, um, hoping that maybe there were some terms of the settlement agreement that could be shared. And sometimes that's the case. You can say, hey, you know, as part of this uh, this uh, settlement that we can, no wrongdoing is admitted and, you know, whatever, you know, you can, right. you can agree to some terms or you can agree like nothing can be said and you can't, you can't deny, you can't um, imp- uh, imply, you just have to, you know, just be quiet about it. And yeah, um, yeah so um, the attorney of, um, Wynn, James Wynn, who is uh, the plaintiff in the case, they said um, they're, they're, they are pleased that the matter is resolved 
And uh, they did say the terms of the agreement are private between the parties and they cannot comment any further. So a little bit uh, maybe disappointing for on Boyd's side because clearly all of these allegations were made uh, uh, last year in February very publicly against him. And uh, if the terms of the settlement are um, private and he isn't able, able to clear his name at all, right. Um, that's, 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 that's too bad for him if, uh, if, uh, he's innocent. Yeah. You can, you can look at it a lot of ways. And I, I do want to think, I do want to say it's important that we mention that this is given that there are no further details, this is all speculation. So we neither one of us are lawyers. It's just, you know, all we've got is speculation given the lack of details. And, uh, we obviously don't know what happened, but, uh, it is important to know there are two sides. So. You know, we're Dave Matthews Band fans. Uh, it doesn't mean that Boyd is innocent. It doesn't mean he's guilty, right? It's just you, you kind of, all you do is you take with what you hear and you kind of make your judgments. And everybody does make judgments, even though the details necessary to make those judgments are not available to us. That's the toughest thing. Yeah, I wish that yeah. there were some terms that they could tell us something, because now we're left, just everyone's assuming. Right. we got people saying everything, right? And yep. I have a theory myself. And I guess I, you know, I could share it, because, but um, you know, it's just a theory. You know, you never know. Um, yeah. But I was always so surprised that if you're going to settle now, why the heck didn't you go and settle this before it went public, right? And save all of this mess. If you're going to figure a settlement, why don't you do that? And the the only explanation for that really is, is the settlement amount that was being asked at the beginning was just right. it, it, just crazy. Um, yep. And it just couldn't couldn't be done. And then, okay, then why do you start to settle now? Well, the only I guess assumption is is that the settlement amount, you know, once they went, they got through the discovery phase. This the, the process went all the way through discovery. Um, the interviews were supposed to happen. Boyd was supposed to be interviewed um, or deposed by, deposed by the lawyers um, in the last week. Um, they extended the dates for that too a couple times to make sure it could happen. So. Either it did happen because they, they extended the dates for it to happen, or they finally made a settlement before it finally finished. Before it finished, but the discovery phase right. ended, and then um, they 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 published the set, that there was a uh, a settlement. So that's my only theory, you know, is like why didn't you settle it before? Well, it was probably too expensive, um, mm -hmm. and you know why? And you never know. Like, I mean, let's maybe you don't you don't think these details are going to come out or public opinion, or you know maybe you just six months thinking about it yep. puts you in a different mindset too. Yeah. Um, so I wish we, I wish we could know more. Um, so far we did. And I should say we reached out to both lawyers. We did not hear yet or, um, from, uh, any comment from Boyd's lawyers, but based on the, the, the lawyers from the plaintiff that they're saying that the terms are, are private. We're not necessarily expecting anything, but, um, it's too bad. Wish we could, um, put some closure to that. Yeah. Instead yep. it's, uh, it's going to be open-ended. But and, and it's tough because everything nowadays needs to arrive at a conclusion, even with the absence of details. And uh, we would just caution, like, there's a lot of Twitter lawyers out there we've been reading where, oh, this means Boyd is guilty. And, and I'm not saying he's not guilty any more than I'm saying he is guilty. I don't know how, how I don't know how it says how you can get guilt out of it. It, it could be anything. I agree with you. I agree with you. Settle it just like, oh, he settled. That means he's guilty. No, that doesn't. That's not it, what it means. If anybody that there's right. plenty of settlements out there that you settle just to yep. get it done. You know, you know, exactly, just to get it done. My 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 buddy's a plumber, and um, he's Joe he, the plumber. He's a plumber, and oh, your buddy, my buddy's not a plumber. You. Yeah, no, no. You know Joe the plumber, <laughs> and he frequently gets sued. He, for instance, he was getting sued because a house that he did plumbing work on, a retaining wall in the backyard was falling down. And the, <laughs> the insurance companies were in, in, suing him, the plumber, for that. It had nothing to do with him. But they know it's just going to cost them a bunch of money. And then the insurance companies go and just settle. They're like, we don't even want to deal with this and go to court. Like, what they want, they want $2,000 to settle and move on. Um, yep. So just because he, set, he settled... But he's clearly it was the, the path of least resistance path of, to yeah, end it. But he had nothing to do with the retaining wall. He did the plumbing in the house. He did nothing to do with the retaining yep. wall in the backyard. Doesn't mean he's guilty because he settled. So you, yep. you can't imply yep. you can't imply that, unfortunately. Internet hot takes. Yes. So um, there have been people who are, are saying, "Does this mean Boyd's coming back?" Uh, I think 
we should pump the brakes there. I, <laughs> we've talked about this at length on our podcast when, when the news broke that Boyd was um, you know, no longer a member of the band and then he was fired or, or stepping away, whatever that whole mess was. But um, I, I, I think regardless of this lawsuit, this conduct, the alleged conduct, uh, the band was over Boyd. I think they, I think they took this opportunity to make a clean break. Um, yeah. But I think for whatever reason or reasons they were done with him and over him, um, good and law. And I don't think this changes anything. Yeah, I, I you know, I wonder that. The question is, is okay, this 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 lawsuit goes away and and it's and and what for whatever reason he's found innocent or it's. Um, the part of the settlements is that the statement is saying this, I don't know, whatever, even if that happens, I don't know that he's coming back. Even if he's, uh, if he's found innocent, I think, like you said, that it's just, um, kind of moving on. It's best for all parties. Um, it's sad. I think a lot of people just want a violin back, uh, you know, and having Boyd back is their way of getting a violin back. But, and so, you know, the hope that maybe now that this is done, there's a way for Boyd now to come back. Um, gets them excited, but I don't think this is related. I don't think the band was waiting to say, "All right, let's see how that that lawsuit goes," and then after you're, that you that's done, then we'll consider you know coming back. I, I don't think I agree. I don't think that's where this is. Unfortunately, I think for now yeah. they they've parted ways. And um, yeah. what would be interesting about that is if that that is the case, is you know will we ever hear more from Boyd about the band? Will he ever talk about how the exit happened, or, or will he will he open up about things, or for say is is he he under a contract now um, where he can't say disparaging comments, you know, or he's got a gag clause where he can't really talk about the band at all? Um, it'd be interesting to see if he talks or not. That's a that's a really good question. I would assume that he would at some point talk about it. He's a very, you know. Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? He's, he's open. Perform- he, he's open. He's he's flamboyant. He's expressive. He's not shy about holding back. Right. Um, that's a good point. Whether there is some kind of under the table deal where, yeah, I mean, like, know, hey, the as as the as the as he exited, um, you know, to in order, he, I'm sure he had a contract and the and you know we had to break the contract or the contract was ending and or they signed a new one that said, hey, you know, we're gonna give you a payout. Or you're going to get to this right. kind of share, but in return, you have a gag order to talk about all band dealings, or that that could very well be, or maybe be maybe true. it's not a full gag. Maybe it's just a you can't say disparaging, you know, comments. Otherwise, you lose out on that uh, that money. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so moving on, um, a few other little bits of news here. Um, the warehouse warehouse members got a little bit of a treat this week, did we not, Joe? Yeah, surprise! Open up your email and. <laughs> You've got a code for a free download uh, of a full show. Pretty sweet. Not bad at all. We got the um, and what's cool is, and you mentioned it was a show that it either wasn't taped or if it was taped, it has not been released out to the community yet. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't one that we had a recording of as of yet. So um, I, I have to think that that was intentional. Why that show was picked? I don't really know any other reason to pick um, PNC Pavilion from the Charlotte, North Carolina show. 72418. It's a pretty decent set list. Um, you know, it's a good show to hear, but why else pick that? It's kind of cool that it wasn't taped, and I'm guessing that was the reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, very cool. Um, warehouse warm up 2019, even though we're kind of already warm, would you say? <laughs> we're warm. Yeah. We're, we're continuing the warm up. You know what's actually funny about that is they do do the warm up series all the way until like the end of the tour. There's still like three shows left, and they're like, <laughs> They'll put a YouTube up of the warm-up series. Wet that whistle. <laughs> Guess they don't want to Three do... more shows to go. <laughs> We're warming up. Warming up. <laughs> oh, and so in the most exciting news of the night, this is really what, I mean, I buried the lead, to be honest with you, Joe. I mean, we got all that fluff about Dave. This is what the, the podcast is really about, this, this story here. This is the headline. Okay. What is it? New single, Come Tomorrow with Brandy Carlisle. Again. <laughs> What? Wasn't she already on the track? She was already on the track, yes. Okay, so apparently it's a different version. It is a different version, yes. But uh, good news, it's shorter. It is shorter. Yep, it's a little shorter. It's a little. It's a little radio edit. Oh um, Brandy takes Brandy takes um takes a ver- uh, half of a verse 
hover by herself, and then... Does she rewrite the song, too? Because, I mean... <laughs> nope, it's exactly... Fingers the... crossed. No, 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 it's the same. Uh, and then joins Dave on 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 uh, on another verse, and, and then they do a lead-in yeah. together, so... Uh, yeah, it's you know it's a one year anniversary, so interesting. We're doing a doing a single one year in. Uh, Matt has fallen asleep on the other side. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wake you up? You, you know we we started to talk about this pre previous to the podcast, and you're like, Shit, let's save it, let's save it. This song makes me think, makes me contemplate, postulate. Back in 1996. What was a crappy Dave Matthews Band song? What were people trying to avoid? What was reasonably expected to be played? Um, you know, but people are like, oh, or, I mean, maybe there is no answer to that. Maybe the answer is nothing. But I can tell you one thing. What? Come Tomorrow is a bad effing song. It's just a different. Bad. I mean, I mean, oh, it's just different. See, there it is. It's just, there it, it is. is. It is not a I mean, there's good, no, and it no. certainly it's different is different than the from that. sound yes. that you're expecting. Um, have you not heard like good? Have no, you heard? I love E He. E He's different. Like do it E good. When you see people like po- posting their music up on YouTube or their cover versions or what's that? Well, like amateurs. Yeah, like amateurs. Like amateurs. Any of those like YouTube videos? And 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 have you seen a bad yeah. one? What you consider bad? Like oh yeah, that's that's rough. Okay, that is not sure. equal to Come Tomorrow. That's what you consider like a bad song. That, that's not a bad song. It's just a different song from the sound that you're wanting. Like, I could make a version of Come Tomorrow that is oh, a bad. bad song. The song is good. <laughs> would, you, would you please? Because I probably, I'd probably will have oh, listened God. to your version more than I have Come Tomorrow. Maybe Come Tomorrow might have gotten three listens total. from me and Toto. Oh, Total. I thought you, were, I thought, I thought you said uh, Total. Yeah, <laughs> I said say en Toto, but I didn't realize you're not as cultured as you look. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think it's a different sound. Um, like, I mean, like you this, do you think this guy, Sister, is a bad song? The, so what's what's different with Sister? Nope, I like and, it. Oh, there's actually there's. There's actually melody to it. There, the scale of the notes stretches out more than the the half step that the whole song takes. And that lyric is going, <laughs> oh my goodness. And then the we gotta let the children lead. Are you effing kidding me? Spare me that platitude. Is that why you don't like it? Horrible, horrible. No, he could no, he could have farted in that, and it would be just <laughs> the same. I, I mean, it is an interesting pick for. I don't think it's like it's, a traditional single. You know, it's not. Shit, it's what it is. It's not in the, the normal sense of you know a year later. Yeah. Single as in how many it's times? A, it's I only going to get play on Sirius. That's nope. Yeah, they dropped it from the live shows. Um, I don't. Know. We right? have, we it's gone. To see last time it was played, but um. Yeah, I mean it's it comes up every once in a while, especially if um. Brandy's there. Like they played it in Mexico earlier this year. I remember that. And uh, Brandy did this version of it in Mexico, yeah. where she comes in on this verse. So, right. It's not complete. It's not like it's gone. I don't want to count those the Dave and Tim stuff because it's kind of the last three times that was played. It was Dave and Tim, Farm Aid, uh, Mexico, and then the uh, the okay. Meeting Street Schools uh, benefit in Charleston in April. Uh, prior to that, it was uh, Dave Solo at the Columbia City Theater here in Seattle. And then it got play at Shoreline, which was that the last show of the tour? The second to last. Uh, right, yep. Second to last show of the tour. The Hollywood Bowl was the wrap-up. So it has not seen play. Um, has not seen play since the summer. So you've had a fall tour. You've had a European tour. And again, yeah. I don't count Dave and Tim because yeah. the, the, they actually mix their set. Yeah, that is stuff. actually interesting that so, it didn't make a fall tour. Uh, it's been a couple Europe full tours. Period. So, but you have to think now, this coming out, got to get played, right? Yeah. Maybe once or twice. And, and if yeah, Brandy ever points, but you got to figure this is going to be the song you, that they do. Sure. 
wonderful. It used to be spoons, but you know we can't have that. No, maybe so we'll get both. Put, come tomorrow we'll on there instead. <laughs> Would I take a come tomorrow if it meant spoon? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's got a piss, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'll take spoon, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't hate come tomorrow like you. Heck yeah, I will. Heck yeah. Oh boy, I do. Um, and then we've got yeah, some the, uh, serious the, the, XM radio has been going and we were um, wondering, cause it started, they said, Hey, we're going to do the live concert Fridays streaming broadcasting from the concert. And we're all like, sweet. Uh, but the wonder was that does, we don't start until Camden, which is this Friday, by the way. So there's going to be a broadcast, but they had three weeks prior. We we're like, what are you going to do on the Fridays before you're going to, are you going to play a show or not? And sure enough, they played a show. Um, and so the last three Fridays, the first one they did the 2019 European tour Dusseldorf show, which I actually heard from a crew member that, that they, that some of the crew thought that was one of, um, one of the best shows in recent times, which it's hard to, I'm not sure what that means exactly, but I it just, I don't know what that could like mean overall. Who like, knows what that means? I mean, it could mean like things that went smoothly from the crew's perspective. I, I don't really know, but <clears throat> Somehow, somehow it was considered good. Right. I don't know in what sense. But Dusseldorf they did. Um, and the next Friday they did the Amsterdam show from, again, 2019 Europe tour. So this is all very fresh stuff, new. We get to hear Buddy and some of the new versions of stuff like that. Like they play the Lying in the Hands of God with Buddy, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then this past Friday they did the Pelham, Alabama show, um, which was here just from... May was like the show right after the New Orleans Jazz Festival, so really recent, um, which is cool. So I uh, got some new plays. I, w- I will say something interesting about these that I noticed. Um, I'll see if you think if you what you think there, but if you pan, if you're listening to it and you pan your audio to the right, or actually if you don't pan anything, you, I first thing you notice is like, hmm. holy moly, Jeff is loud. You're like, wow. I mean, like Jeff is loud very loud and if you pan to the right you hear jeff but if you pan to the left zero jeff you just pan your you pan your audio to the left you cannot hear the horns at all so but all the other instruments including buddy are even so if it's stereo mix why is buddy on both sides why isn't buddy only in the left channel oh that might be something to ask uh, so my my take on it is is i believe him they didn't mix these shows <clears throat> for release. They just took an IEM mix. They took one of the the members' IEM uh, mix and used that for the broadcast. And my theory is is that this is Rashawn's IEM mix. He 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 pretty much needs to hear everybody, and he ha- he wants to hear Jeff. La- Why is Jeff loud? Yep. Because he needs to be in key with Jeff, and if he's playing his instrument, he really right. needs to hear Jeff. And yeah. <laughs> and then keep that thumb down. why is it only in his right ear because well he's got Jeff standing to the left of him la- you know playing loud he doesn't need it also in that ear so he's got it in the right and he's got Jeff live in the right I one here's the thing I can't believe that you spent the time it's to think about this, but me. I think you're absolutely right like it's it's a brilliant interpretation I mean, the right ear, left like ear I said thing, my first thought was smart. stereo like you too but the, Jeff is very loud, and he's and he's the only one that's in one pan thing. And actually, uh, I also think that Rashawn is pretty quiet. You can't really hear his trumpet unless everybody else is quiet. Then it picks it up. Or if he's playing like the really loud notes, then you, then you can kind of hear him. But just the normal stuff, you don't really hear him. You might you might be right. It it might be yeah. The that's why right. I think his, if they, if look at listen to show. everybody band member, it makes the sense that his mix mix would be the best that you would be able to use without having hmm. to change anything. I can totally see how everyone else's would be so different that you couldn't really use it for playing um, because they're going to be super drums and and bass heavy more more so, or maybe they even completely cut out the horns. You know, if you're if you're you know maybe. Um, um, uh, Timmy, you just don't even have the horns in your in your in your ears that, that much. So I don't know. Or actually, Tim doesn't have. Well, he has a speaker mix. Uh, he doesn't have specifically an IEM, but he has his own speaker mix. But anyway, just interesting. I don't know if we'll ever know the answer, but to me, I believe they're IEMs, which would make sense. I mean, are they really going to take these and have you going to go pay somebody to mix them um, in order to record them? So I don't know. Interesting right. to me. <clears throat> but we got Camden this weekend, so uh, live live <clears throat> broadcast. Check it out. 
Yeah, we've seen a little bit of a bump in the um, in the, the variety of the set list for the the past couple shows, right? Prior to the, you know, we had that Des Moines show, and then yeah. there's only there were only two more shows after that where the variety. Um, we got the debut of like Say Goodbye. We got Two Step and Stay or Leave. Um, so they're starting to blend them in a little bit more. But then you know you have that abrupt break. Two or how many? Two, uh, three more shows after after that Des Moines show. And, you know, they broke out JTR and uh, Halloween, right? So they are kind of stretching the legs a bit more. Um, but it's tough because that's been three shows. That was three shows since Des Moines. And now you're like, okay, uh, we can't really see if that's the new norm or what. And now they've got to make you wait nearly a whole month to see where it comes out. Now, do they come out refreshed? Do they come out with part two of this tour where it's just flipped on its side? We're going we're gonna to change this up. No way. No, I know. You just – you right. And that – but here I am, Joe, thinking maybe I'm the optimist. No, I'd like to be. I've done that for too long and been burned for too long. I predict this thing gets into the mud ruts again, and it's the same, and they fall back, and they don't do explosive stuff. And I will say it again, I would be tickled yeah. to be proven wrong completely. Um, but but maybe, maybe. Um, yep. you got two-night stand coming up out of the gate. No. Will there be a repeat? Okay. Um, I don't think so either, but damn it, you're talking about 40 songs in this catalog. I, that yeah. should not be. I don't. I'd, if there's going to be a repeat, and it's it not an be? album tour. <laughs> Come tomorrow, we'll be playing this again. No, it would not be that. Bow, bow, what's your, bow, what's your bow, real bow. guess if they're going to repeat? Really? Wow, Gray Street. That's, I mean, I would figure they're only going to repeat something and something that there is very current and they're they're really like they're really vibing on. And that would be a here on out to do you remember, um, what? Oh, Th- those would be the ones that are most likely nothing, I would nothing. think to uh, to get repeated between the nights. Sure. Sure, but you're going to those shows. Are you? Are you then stopping? Or are you? <laughs> I got the next the uh, six weekends essentially. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Will you be kissing? I know I'm going still? to hear repeats. That's and and I that's not why I decide to go to the shows. I'm, I'm not thinking I'm going to six weekends of shows. I'm gonna be and, and it's gonna be yeah. Oh no, of course. But you've got so you've got Camden. You're going to have um, you're going to Mansfield. No, so, and, said, are you doing Hartford too? Six. That weekend, I'm seeing the U.S. Men's National Team soccer team play in the Gold Cup. Um, so I won't see Mansfield. Um, but they, yeah, then um, Deer Creek, Cincinnati, Tinley, Alpine, um, Saratoga, Bristow. Yeah, could be some good there stuff. There you out go. There. Gonna be summer of interesting. Um, I'm really excited about the Alpine shows because they've now confirmed that um, Preservation Hall Jazz Band is going to play there, which is awesome. And I bet they yeah, play that girl issue. They did ants last time, so you never know. But yeah, they probably will play that girl's Yeah, year. that could be a song that could get repeated, repeated too. They're they're kind of turning into the modern day Flectones, just in terms yeah. of that like favored guest. Um, you get that? I think they're pretty picky about their like guests. I mean, the horn—they've had lots of horns players, and they don't really have a favorite there. They've got—they've had lots of people come into the horn section, but as far as like yeah, more yeah. like guitar or something. I mean, that's a total unique. I mean, that's a unique situation. There aren't a lot of, you know, a whole band comes on stage. You might have four or five people. But Crazy. This is like yeah. you know, you got a really baker's dozen. Fun almost, for us right? doing our um. Oh yeah, and they're they fun. Have, they I mean, they're performers have, they too. Have a blast. So it's cool that they're opening. Yeah, check them that out tr- when they go opening. But that the other trombone player could be a potential. I don't know. Maybe uh, tune out for five seconds if you don't want spoilers. Um, Robert Randolph is uh, in uh, Summerfest like a day before DMB is at Alpine, and um, doesn't have anything right after. I don't think. And um, Friend Grable messaged him and said, "Hey, why don't you come over and join some join some, join the band for some songs? Love to hear you." And he said uh, something like, "Sounds like a plan." Um, so, so you know, who knows? But <laughs> that would be pretty cool if um, Robert Randolph decides to uh, show up. 
Can you get yeah. Vrabel to message yeah. he, David? He, make, he gets everything to happen. Yeah, that's yeah, always happen. Be nice. We'll have him. He'll find yeah. the one way that Dave gets hears <laughs> from his critics. All right, let's get to some questions. We uh, we tweeted out. We asked for some questions. We appreciate the responses, and we're going to get to get to a bunch of them. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit first, but um, I like the name, so I'm going to say yeah. it here. It's a Luke Landcammer on Twitter here. He uh, he says, "Does Void ever come back? Please, God, please. This band needs fiddle. I'm with Matt." Now, Luke. You pressed the magic button. You said I'm with Matt, so this is gonna obviously be. That's why you wanted. Like, that's why sandwich? you wanted this I'm question. With Matt. And it's going on there. Um, no, boy, does we already talked about boy does not ever come back. But here's the thing. This I'm gonna go on a little bit of a side tangent here. When you talk about there's an issue that people talk about, but they're talking about the wrong thing. So I have the new MacBook, not the new one, but the newest one that has the the new keyboard that everybody's saying dirt and dust gets in it and the keys fail and this and that. And that's all this focus on the recall and they've changed the design three times. It annoys me because the problem really isn't that this thing can fail and the stuff gets in it. The problem is they took the design of the old keyboard, which was the best keyboard I've ever typed on, and they, for the sake of a half a millimeter, completely ruined the keyboard. The touch, the typing, it's just garbage to work on. But, but all the oxygen on that issue is sucked out of the room by the actual failures of the keyboard. So, so take that in mind. And with this, does Boyd ever come back? This band needs fiddle. That's two different things. This band absolutely needs fiddle. That has nothing to do with Boyd. Let's not concern ourselves, distract ourselves with BT coming back. It ain't happening. But the bands, that shouldn't mean the bands say, oh, hell, that means there's no... Yeah, Boyd's not the only fiddle player in the world. He has... Uh... He and this band right does spot. Maybe so, but that's over. That's that. It's just whether he does or doesn't, or you feel that's right or wrong. It's over. It yeah. not happening. Not coming back. Um, that doesn't mean that fiddle should not come back either. So no boy's not coming back, but heck yeah, fiddle needs to. Will it? Uh, I see no reason to think it will. Which is a sad state of commentary. No. Sad. I don't think so. Again, would would go and start buying tickets again, were I to be proved wrong. But uh, yeah. but yeah. So um, thank you, question? Luke. Um, Mike Hernandez at SD yeah. Mike uh, SD underscore Mike six one nine says, "What happened to the jazz feel of this band? Timmy changed it the instant he joined full time. I love Tim, but often he just frowns every um, frowns everything out everything else. Is that a phrase that I don't know? Yeah." Um, Drowns. Also, I would since Boyd is now settled with the lawsuit, any movement on any comeback, they need him. So we'll just add that in. But we've answered um, the jazz feel. Um, I don't know. There is a jazz feel on on songs, just not every song. Um, I think "Lying in the Hands of God" super jazzy. Um, they can make actually "When the World Ends" jazzy if they want. Um, "Crush" can, is jazzy. So it just depends on the song. It's not. It just doesn't feel as. It feels like it's dropped off. Yes, I think. Maybe Tim has something to do with that, but it's just the, the new catalog that's been added. That new catalog is less less jazzy. There's more songs in the catalog now that are more poppy or. Um... When did Tim? When did Tim I don't know join the band full time? So, I would argue that that's not the case. That Tim did not change at the instant he joined full time. I think the loss of Leroy, the addition of Rashawn, and the eventual um, the decline of Boyd, however long that took, I think Boyd those three to do things with the jazzy side of changed things? it. Yes, I, I mean, in terms of this, the the breadth of these songs, the sonic scope, you've t- basically DMB is now a rock band and not a good one. But they're a rock and roll band. And um, I think, whereas just as much as the sax contributes to the jazziness, I think the violin, while it's not jazzy, yes, it's not jazzy, but I think it it lets you stretch that sound from one side of the stage to the other and balance that with different sounds. And I think the loss of all of those means they've retreated into this core of metal and and. Electric guitar, and I think that's why I think Tim's getting a lot of shit 
for what he doesn't. Uh, he's taken a lot yeah. of bad credit. Yeah, he for started in 08. Not his uh, fault. The full time. Not his fault. Yeah. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, 08 was. Um, yeah. yeah. Roy mm-hmm. passed away in 08, right? So I don't think it's Timmy. I, I I just don't. I think Timmy's had to compensate a lot for a lot of the holes in this band. Um, There's no doubt like in my mind that I don't. Roy was much more of a style of saxophone player as a, as a jazzy, foggy, deep, slow, whereas um, you know Jeff is more of a upbeat kind of. And drove the feel of the entire thing. You don't. You didn't. Re- I don't think anybody realized how important Roy was, not just with the notes he played, but. The arrangement oh, it's, and it's the direction the part of, that you of end up like singing a lot of times is of the songs was the parts that he you know came up with, um, and he was yeah. he had a creative creative mind for that. So, I mean, it's one of those things you don't notice yep, it until exactly. there's the absence of it. Re- I really truly appreciate it. You know, yeah. you don't yep. you don't appreciate it as much until definitely miss Roy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we miss you, Roy. Oh my goodness. Mike Wilson at Flames underscore the man asks, if the sets continue to trend in a positive direction when the tour resumes, <laughs> will you guys be headed to the gorge? Yeah, it's really to you. Just say Matt. He's, he's hitting me I don't think, we, I don't think anything. Joe's gonna, there's absolutely nothing that will get Matt there, um, which is very sad. That, that actually does make me sad, Matt. Um, but I understand how you feel. Um, so um, we will see. Um, I've actually maybe for the first time made some other plans for Labor Day weekend. We'll see. Um, but I can be persuaded. Uh, easily. So, uh, I was thinking about what are your other sunbathing plans? on my back deck. <laughs> your face. I wish people could see your face. <laughs> that should be the most exciting seven. <laughs> so my Polish skin is poisoning. Sits in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin Nisbet at Nisbet Six says. Will the songs off come tomorrow get the same amount of rotation next year as it has this year? And I think it'll drop. Um, if anything, it's dropped between the. I think it's dropped between the last two years. I think I we sure were so. averaging five, six come tomorrow songs last year, and that's definitely dropped off to the more four, five range. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> you've got. In 2019, yeah. so far, very uh, the the tour, this tour, small sample size, come tomorrow is 16% of the songs, which is is um, represents. Oh really? The, I would, the, under, under the, the table, dream is getting right. a lot of play. I was surprised. I would have 28. That wasn't the... But no, I mean the next, the next, the next most represented yeah. album yeah, is BTCS that. at 12%, which is stunning to me. In 2018, come tomorrow yeah, so represented. So dropped off a little bit. 24%. Um, Exactly. I think like Sam Cop's not being played all the time. I think you you've got some of those things yep. that aren't happening yep. so, every night. But if they were to pl- go on tour again and yeah. no new music to to no new album, which there's no I don't think there's any chance that there's going to be a new album unless they decide to release the Batson sessions, um, then I would say that yes, they're going to have to mix it up and not play it. They won't want to play as much come tomorrow. It'll it'll drop off even more, but can't it still won't drop off all that much. I mean. It was five, five, four songs last year. This year it's like, um, or maybe it's like five, six last year. This year is like four, five, and it would maybe go to, uh, to like three, four, uh, just kind of one song less probably. Yeah. <clears throat> Billy Grubbs at Billy Fro cheats and <laughs> asks three questions in a single tweet, and Twitter going to Why did we go for four? Really, really screwed us over on this. <laughs> I know. He could, I think he could have saved the uh, hashtag <laughs> Lish Enough Warehouse. <laughs> but number one, he says, why is there so much talking during shows? Over the years, it's gotten worse along with the overly inebriated concert goers. Two, where there will be full album shows. And three, why is there not more? Why are there not more meet and greets? Seems like there should be. Yes, quick hits. Uh, I'll tackle like these. Rounds. I'll give them quick hits. Number one. I haven't realized it's gotten worse. It's pretty Have bad, you? but has it gotten worse? It's 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 worse than most shows you would ever go to. Yeah, especially the it feels lawn. like it's always especially been bad. Lawn. If I can reach back into my memory, um, yeah, yeah. Well, when there's not a whole lot worth hearing, you might as well chat. Um, will there ever be full album shows? No. <laughs> 
Um, why are there not more meet and greets? Um, um, we were very lucky. I don't know. Very lucky. Joe and I got one. Uh, was that right 2006? A long time ago. Yeah. Now I was fat. One. <laughs> and you were skinny. <laughs> uh, I like your... Uh, he is not you. fat, folks. Thank you. Ladies, he's not fat. Trust me. Trim and lean and Polish. <laughs> the white skin on the back of my deck was... <laughs> oh my goodness, I have to turn the contrast I, on I like your every answers. time we pod. Uh, I don't know that it's gotten worse, it, it, but it is pretty disrespectful how much people talk at the shows. Um, I wish it was a lot less. Um, full, band show, full album shows, nope, never happened. Never, it's hard for me to say never, but I don't think it ever will. And meet and greets, they're actually, I just don't think we ever get to see see much of it, but pretty much every show, I, I'm pretty yeah. positive there's a meet and greet every show still. Um, they're actually been moving, he's actually moved the meet and greets to after the show now, where before they used to do any sound, sound checking oh. dinner, and then after dinner he would do um, meet and greet, and then they would go do the show. Now... I think he does a vocal warm up after dinner and before show. So since um, Rab started with him, I think that's now pushed uh, meet and greets until after the show. Yeah. Interesting. A good um, bit of Mike P there. at Mike P Jazz uh, says, "Who rearranges these classic long jams? They give everyone a chance to stretch out." Jeff and Rashawn and now Buddy, amazing how 25-year-old 20, songs, when rearranged right, and that's in single quotes, can sound fresh and new! Exclamation point. Someone is behind these very tight and fearless long jazz funky jams. Question mark. Um, hash, hashtag DMV Live. Amazing! Exclamation point. Um, you think it's not really? It's not. It's not clearly not like very obviously a troll post. I don't. I don't know. Uh, you think? And what classic long jams? Who rearranges these classic long jams? And and then he says these very tight and fearless long jazz. Well, it's certainly fearless when it's the same damn thing every night. And the long jams, jams are improvisational, right? They, they I don't see any of that anymore. They changed a couple um, of the solos here lately, so I, don't, I mean, it's not everything. Um, I mean, if you're if this was in reference to like Jimmy thing, I think we could say that this is a. You want to know my biggest violation of this for me is forty one has turned into yeah. a song I don't care to hear anymore. Bum, 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 that bullshit. They've completely ruined that song. That used to be a free-flowing jazz odyssey of beauty. And now it's a canned horn like section. It's awful. I don't I don't think... It, anyway, it, whether this well, is a troll question or not a troll question, he asks, who rearranges? Uh, you know, I guess he's saying, well, I mean, that, I don't, you don't know. We that. know that. I know you're going to say it's uh, Rashawn that does it. Yeah, I mean, Rashawn definitely Boss man. the uh, the horns and what they play, but he is not rearranging um, what Tim plays or what um, Buddy plays. Um, I think, you know, Rashawn does have a say. I think he was the one responsible for how the new Ants ending is and how, hey, let's go around, each person play. And I, I think he's probably the one responsible for dictating that level of it. Um, but ultimately, I, I think... Um, they just kind of figure out what songs they want to jam out and take turns. And beyond that, there's it's up to the individual artist to play how they want to play. I don't think anyone else is dictating further than that for a jam. Hmm. Okay. Well, we have a. I, I'm going to take this name, Joe, because I don't even think I can get this one right. It's uh, it's either Fay or Fed. Well, the F is F -E the F is silent in F E J. Lassure. <laughs> Oh, Edge. If I'm right, if I'm right, on, if I'm right on that, that'd be awesome. Sorry, Fedge. If that's how you say your name, Faye. I want to say it's Faye. Yeah. Anyway, Faye, Fedge. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Um, why is there so much? This is a good question. Why is there so much critiquing set lists? I get mixing it up for two locations, but if they don't have much variation between a show in Florida, a show in Texas, and a show in Virginia, what's the big deal? 
Aside from the few who hit multiple locations, the shows themselves are unique to the location. Now, at face value, I'd say that makes sense. If they are, a James, I use James Taylor, right? Because it's a rehearsed set. The stories are the same. Everything else is, it's, and a lot of bands are like this. Um, the band has set a standard, I would say, that they, uh, as their catalog has grown, I mean, there's even less of an excuse, but they have always mixed things up. And it used to be very much a band that was willing to try things and make a mistake. And they've changed to this polished show, which, in my opinion, is a waste of talent and ability, is a missed opportunity. And aside from the few who hit multiple locations, there's a good chunk of people who've traveled and followed this band along for good chunks of their tours for the better part of 30 years. And um, certainly there are people who are going to fall off regardless of what the band does with, other, with, their, with their lives moving on to other obligations and priorities. But there are plenty, it's not a few, there are plenty of people who will be in upstate New York and be able to travel and see 12 shows within six hours. Yeah. And they will. And I don't think that that fan um, should be any less valued. I mean, plenty. Of, I mean, this, this band was modeled on the Grateful Dead model. Deadheads. People yeah. traveling the country to follow I this think, band that tours. Can I get my take? I agree with everything you said, but I actually so, take it. I would take it even on a, third, a level level. Please. He asks, you know, why does it matter between Florida, Texas, and Virginia, other than the people who travel? And it's two different fans. If you are the fan that DMB is a one night of the summer for you, it doesn't matter what they do in all those cities. DMB is one night of the summer for you. If DMB Absolutely. is the full summer and you like to follow the band and what they're playing in different in different cities over the course of the summer, that's a lot more people. You don't even have to go to the shows. If you just like to look at the set lists and see what they're playing and mix it up, there's taper recordings that people download the taper recordings. And I don't want to download taper recordings and listen to them if the Virginia and the Florida show are the same. Um, I want to get the different stuff there. And now we got even something like the Sirius XM Friday broadcasts. I mean, if the if the Friday broadcast is just gonna be just because the cities are are far away from each other, going to be the same show. Then what's the point of listening to DMB on the broadcast? So, uh, to me, Great DMB point. is a summer thing, and I like to follow to see what they're playing. Even if I'm not going to the shows, I am still attracted to hear what kind of music they're playing. And I'm going to either get the taper version of it, listen to it, or I'm just going to pop on that song, you know, from whatever I have from a live track or something else, and listen to it. Like, oh, they just broke out. Uh, who knows, Toy Soldiers. I don't, I'm, that's my campaign, by the way. I really want them to play Toy Soldiers. Oh, so now I want to, so let me just pop that yes, in. And yep. I like following that. And um, that's, you know, that's kind of fun of it. And then, you know, if they're playing the same show across three different cities, that, that implies that they're not pulling out anything kind of rare. Um, and that would be disappointing. You know, I, I like that when they bring out something rare to a show and you can feel like I got lucky I feel unique. I got to show that they didn't play the same. They played something that they didn't play in Virginia or Texas or Florida. So that's that's my opinion. Yeah. I I like it, Joe. I completely yep. agree with you as well. It's not all that often, yeah. but uh, it's nice when we jive. Can, um, we got time for one more do, 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 question, do, 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 do. Joe. You wanna? Oh, well, this is a quick one. This is an interesting pull question. One out. Uh, this one's from Facebook. Um, Brett Julian asks, "20 year anniversary for Lily White sessions coming up soon." re-record or official release i mean so they've been doing the 20 year re oh did <laughs> they do did they for do 20th everything stuff? except btcs um but yeah would they ever would they acknowledge would they acknowledge <laughs> the 20 year anniversary of lily white sessions and if they do acknowledge it to what degree do they do anything more i don't think they're going to officially release or re-record or anything like that i think that's asking too much there there is no lily white sessions yeah. there's busted stuff you could yeah, I mean, majority. Of you know, I mean, really, are they not there on there? Not to mention that, and this is just wild speculation. Probably not true, but if I were the band, I don't think I'd love the the name of it. I mean, clearly, they they parted ways with that producer. They don't they don't want to hear his name tie. You know, that's what, that'd be my guess. Like, yep. they wouldn't want to celebrate that title. Yeah, they would. It's a, it was a bad time for the band. It was a good time for music. Yeah. But the band it was a bad time for the band. The um, one doing this, it'd be. 
you know, management. So was it a bad time for management? Do they do they care or, or not? Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be a bad look. That was a big freaking deal. That was that was music yeah, industry was a, headline news when that thing leaked. At that point, um, is there any other questions? We're browsing through. Thank you guys for all the questions. Yeah. Sorry if we didn't yeah. get to your question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Can you guys fix my account? For some reason, I can't look. Oh, no, that's not not that one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's not for the I podcast. Think, I think a lot of these we talked about asking about the Boyd, asking about uh, the the new Come Tomorrow oh. single. Um, would you saw something or no? I thought you said it. <laughs> what hair products does Joe M endorse? I don't use hair product. My That's hair naturally there. does this. Oh, there are a lot of people saying now that boy oh, is yeah. settled. When we, po- when we posted there the really news, are there people who think there this is a, a possibility. Um, and and, and they, to everybody, that's he's a member of the band, and that was something that was holding it up, and now hopefully he can come back. I just don't think. They, there was a lot of other things going on outside of just that settlement on, the, you know, unhappiness across the members that I think it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, I don't know when we're going to be able to record again since you're going to be hitting the pavement yeah, there for the next point. We'll have four to talk or five weeks. That. Um, There'll be some way to squeeze something in um, in yeah. the meantime. Yeah, because I, I am, barring any other news popping up, yeah. I am very interested you know, to see I, how I this will be resumes. at uh, Club Wasted this uh, this summer, and we we do have a um, tradition of doing a podcast uh-huh. from Club Wasted, so we could so we, we might have to figure out that we could do works. a pod from there. Yeah, I'm ex- interesting. It's exciting that we're fun. picking back up, and fun. we got Camden this weekend, and we're back on. We're back on. We're going going for a ride through all the way through the end of. Uh, into July, so we got a lot of music um, to look forward to. So I'm excited at this point. Yeah, um, we're going to be adding some stuff to um, the DMB Hub streaming section uh, over the next few weeks. So keep an eye on that. It's always might behoove you to pop through the um, the show list and scroll through and see what has that little musical note next to it that like, indicates that there's actually some streaming like on there. Previous years, we add stuff all the time. Ah. Previous years, yeah. I mean, maybe like if people like the MB2 sets, <laughs> they might like the hub right now. They might want to check yeah. that stuff out, you know? I mean, no reason not to. Love, we got some, I love, we got 1998 uh, in the hopper, hub too. the best. And that uh, year. That shows. And, uh, and then also, um, reminder, too, we got a Tinley tailgate um, going on t- at, the, at the brewery. Check out our Facebook page or DMB Tattoos Facebook page. We have an event. Go ahead and get all the details there. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and thank you everybody for uh, being Ants Plus members. All you supporters help keeping that site churning. Help keep the help keep the hub running and everything. It's um it's definitely much appreciated. Without you guys, we couldn't do it. And plus. all the supporters and plus Joe, thank you, man. I hope you're staying Cheers, cool thank you. and please travel I'll safe. Life, this I'll uh, FaceTime you from the keep show that posted. I know for your favorite song come tomorrow uh, when it plays. Listen, I I was just gonna say there's no way you'll ever FaceTime me for a show, but <laughs> if it was, I'm sure it would be I'll for come it. tomorrow. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ants Podcast, everybody. We'll catch you later. You just made more work for you. You should have kept it. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.